Welcome to the Automation Unplugged Podcast, the podcast for technology professionals featuring leading industry personalities. I'm your host, Ron Callis. special Light of Palooza show features Michael Libman, National Sales Director at DMF Lighting, Tom Doherty, Director of New Technology Initiatives at HTSA, and David Warfel, Founding Designer at Light Can Help You. Light of Palooza 2023 is the second annual lighting conference exclusively for the custom integration industry. This special show will include lighting fundamentals training, lighting design workshops, expert panel discussions, and manufacturer training sessions. It will also provide a unique opportunity for the top custom integrators and lighting segment manufacturers to gather and engage over three days with the subject and conversation strictly around the emerging lighting category. Lightapalooza will provide the perfect launch for the company's success and growth in the lighting category in 2023. We live stream this interview on social media on Thursday, December 15th, 2022 at 2 p.m. Eastern time. During our time together, we discussed the history behind the Lightapalooza event, event logistics, including vendors attending, attendees, and who should attend, and the trainings offered, and the growing importance of lighting and the custom integration industry. I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you do as well. Let's tune into this special interview with Tom, Mike, and David. Tom, how are you, sir? I'm, I'm doing great, yourself? I am doing awesome. Where are you coming to us from, Tom? I'm coming from Palm Desert, California, 92211. Now, I know that you are not from Palm Desert. So how long have you been in Palm Desert? Uh, since November, um, 60 plus years in Indiana and uh, now in California. That is that is awesome. Well, Tom, lots of fun things to talk about. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you for uh, hosting this. No, my pleasure. So we are also going to be joined by David uh, Warfel of uh, Light Can Help You. And uh, David has been all over this industry helping integrators with lighting design and fixture specifications. He's a wonderful educator, wonderful human being. Uh, and at the Light of Palooza show, he's gonna be doing uh, full days of education. He's also keynoting and his team is also gonna be manning uh, or staffing the help desk. So let's go ahead and bring in David. David, how are you, sir? I'm well, Ron. Thanks. It's great to be back. Yeah, man. You were actually, I got to pull the show. You were a, a past guest here on Automation Unplugged. A way long time ago. Yeah, it was fun. It's, it's mm. been a little while ago. We'll, we'll pull that show number in case anybody wants to check it out. I don't know if I want to see it again. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's like I, I never actually go and rewatch my shows. It's like you get that cringe if I ever hear my yeah, voice. I'm so. afraid of what I'll say, what I said. So you and yeah. me both. You, where are you coming to us from, David? Uh, snowy Madison, Wisconsin. So we just got six inches of snow last night and the kids got a school, uh, you know, a day off of school. So uh, we're all actually thrilled with the snow. Hmm. So it's a it's a celebration day for your little ones, at least. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, as they say. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. And I did just get a note here. Uh, looks like you were on show 84. 84. Okay. Yes. Awesome. So uh, a, a little while ago. Thank you, David, for, for it was on August 5th, 2019. Wow. Can you believe that? That's it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Time has been weird the last few years. You, hmm. You're you're de-aging. You look younger. How's that? <laughs> yeah, it's a filter. <laughs> it, is that what it yeah? <laughs> Google's amazing these days. All right, and uh, we're going to bring one more guest in, and this is Mike Libman. He is uh, with DMF Lighting, and he's rep representing the manufacturer side of this conversation, and he's uh, the national sales director of the CI business, and uh, this is his second year attending Lightapalooza. So let's go ahead and bring in Mike. 
Mike, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you, Ron? Welcome to the party. Yeah, thank you. So where are you coming to us from? Um, I'm actually at our headquarters in uh, Los Angeles, so not too far from Tom. So no but, snow uh, on the ground in Los Angeles, though, right? No snow. No snow. Yeah. Tom, no snow for you either out there in the desert? Not on the ground, but in the mountains. Uh, it's beautiful. You can, from my driveway, I can look up at the San Jacinto Mountains, and they're, they're snow-capped. They're snow-capped. Awesome. Tom, I'm going to start with you, sir. We have a lot to cover. And uh, I want us, I want to attempt to try to deliver um, as much value to our listeners, folks that are either going to watch this and or uh, listen on the podcast so they know what, you know, all the, all the what, where, why, how, all of those good questions. We want to kind of cover all of it. And I'm actually going to share my screen just so everyone can at least see the brand. And uh, I want to start with you, Tom. What, what is Lightapalooza? Uh, Lightapalooza is a uh, lighting-only focused event strictly aimed at the custom integration channel. So uh, there are many lighting events uh, or lighting conferences during the course of the year that have gone on for many years. A lot of people, perhaps in your audience, have heard about Light Fair. There's an event in New York called Leducation uh, and, and other regional events. Uh, but those are, you know, they primarily serve the traditional lighting category stakeholders. Um, um, and lighting as a category for the custom installation channel is relatively new. Uh, and it, and let's, it, let's, say, let's say the custom installation channel is from 1985 to present, um, BC being before CDA, 85 to 89, uh, and then after to present i don't know what we have to come up with something clever on I that i like that bc though before cedia and you were yeah. in the integration space before cedia but you I, founded yeah. cedia so you were one of the co-founders yeah. yeah bc 85 is when i started my first business at uh, age 26 uh tom doherty's custom audio and video and and Carmel. well Indiana. ahead of your time tom well ahead of your time so you, um yeah go yeah. ahead well i was gonna say that um you know, the category, you know, I joined HTSA in uh, 2017. It's actually when I met Mike, uh, DMF being one of our initial uh, lighting vendor partners. And uh, at the time, it was uh, people were like, you know, A, why is Tom going to work for HTSA? And B, you know, really, we're going to sell, the industry going to start selling lighting fixtures and, and we're going to do lighting design. Um, but over that last five years, uh, just, you know, everyone now knows that this is an important category. Um, and um, so I felt that, um, well, there's a history, but we came up with Lightapalooza a couple of years ago because I really believe we were at the point where we needed a dedicated lighting conference that shows like Light Fair and so on and so forth would never really be relevant to our channel our channel is kind of unique mm -hmm. and um that uh i felt that there would be enough interest amongst manufacturers custom integrators and other stakeholders such as david's firm and others that um that uh, we could bring bring the industry together and have a dedicated lighting conference so light palooza is all about lighting lighting fixtures lighting design lighting controls including you know automated shades because that is a element that controls natural lighting and integrators have been you know leveraging the integration and the you know uh relationship between controlling the sun and controlling the light in the house so this conference is strictly amongst those categories and strictly aimed at being relevant to the custom integration channel tom is this an htsa event um, it is supported by HTSA. So HTSA is myself uh, and John Robbins. We report to a board of directors made up of HTSA members. But the HTSA board um, last year uh, supported this concept and this idea and also supported the idea of allowing non-HTSA members to attend both non-HTSA vendor partners and uh, non-HTSA members. And we had 
that indeed happened last year. We had some non-HTSA vendors exhibit and we had a number of non-HTSA uh, uh, integrators attend uh, because we recognize the need for um, this new category as an industry to be done correctly. The earliest days of Cedia, a big part of it was to really learn from one another and get better and develop real professional habits and best practices. And so the industry will be served by everybody kind of understanding uh, what it takes to really excel because we really, you know, we have limited opportunities to gain the trust of our builder contractors and our architects who are used to getting their lighting solutions or their designs or their fixtures or these sort of things, not from us. And it's not going to be good if people jump in and because they see it strictly as a profit opportunity or a new revenue stream and just kind of wing it. Um, because this is a much more complex, there's a lot of areas in lighting that you can cause a lot of problems for your client, for the project, for yourself. And so um, the industry can benefit from my about 15 years of banging my head and scraping and getting bloody um, and, and others in the industry that have gone through these things. Uh, so that's, that's the purpose of the conference. And it is, it is open to everybody. There's a lot to be said for learning from those that have gone before you. And I, what I'm hearing you say is I've, I've learned some things. I've purchased a few mistakes. Let me teach you. Let me bring that value to the industry at large. And uh, I think everyone in the industry uh, and everyone here owes you uh, uh, a bit of gratitude in terms of you being willing to take that on. So I think that's quite noble and uh, pretty awesome. And speaking of which, and, very nicely timed. Uh, we have an integrator out of Atlanta uh, actually just uh, dropped a note here. GHT Group says, uh, big thank you. Uh, let's see here if I can read this. Big thank you to you guys who've helped guide GHT with the category of lighting. It's getting more and more important to our business and expect it to be our biggest growth moving forward. So that's uh, that's a pretty big statement, and that's from a pretty big integrator. That's pretty cool. Thanks, guys, for for commenting out there. And if you're out there watching, uh, don't be shy. Drop a note in and let us know what you're thinking or what questions you might have. Mike, I'm going to come to you, and actually, I'm going to give you a shout out too because you were also a past guest on this show, mm -hmm. and you were uh, David dropped me a note here. You were on show 198. So uh, that that was uh, practically 34 shows ago, if I'm doing my math right. 34, think, 30 uh, something. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was right around this time last year or maybe beginning of the year. December 22nd, uh, 2021. There you, there you go. go. So Tom, you know what this means. We need just you on. You're, you're, you're the legend here <laughs> that we all want to dive deeper into and hear from. So we're going to get you scheduled for a dedicated show. Um, but Mike, this is your second year as a manufacturer attending the event. Talk to us. What was year one like and why did you choose to do this again? And kind of where does this show stand out amongst all the different events? I see you everywhere. I, literally, I think if there's anyone that's at every <laughs> single event happening in the industry, it's it's literally you and your company. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I appreciate it. Um so last year, Tom called me and said, hey, I'm thinking about putting this together. Uh, the industry as a whole, we do a lot of shows where we're showcasing uh, product on a tabletop and there may be some limited training, but really wanted to dive deeper. Uh, there's, there's definitely a, a demand for some deeper understanding on design, on best practices, on the business of lighting and how to be successful in it. And uh, we love the concept. Um, you know, from our perspective, is the fastest growing part uh, of our business uh, by a lot. We're actually at our national sales meeting right now. I, I was able to, to leave the room to come talk to you guys. So thank you for that as well. So for you uh, guys, this channel, just so I have clarity and our audience has clarity, CI is one channel of multiple channels yeah. your company so, operates in. So we have two buying paths. Basically, we have our electrical division. We've been in business for 35 years. Um, and then we started working in the CI channel about five years ago. Um, Tom really tapped us and, and brought us in with a partnership with HTSA. 
Um, we've since partnered with ProSource. We've built out an entirely separate rep network uh, around the country, um, added some familiar faces from the industry and Lanny Godfrey and Chris Carboni to our team. Um, and we're all in. Uh, a lot of our planning over the last week is how can we continue to invest? How can we continue to grow and support our uh, dealer base? And we think that Light of Palooza is a fantastic venue to be able to do that. So um, last year was a big success. I think uh, a lot of folks walked away with uh, a much better understanding of how to go to market. And we've seen that translate throughout um, seeing a lot of businesses, including Georgia Home Theater, um, uh, for growing this year in a, in a big way. And uh, we think that that's going to continue because we barely scratched the surface. There's still a ton of demand. We get requests all the time. And uh, Light of Palooza is a great venue. And, you know, from a design perspective, being able to partner with Light can help you as well. Uh, David's a, a resource that I tap frequently. So um, this is a good, good mind trust uh, that we got today. So it um, is I'm excited to learn too. Quite the brain trust. And I'm just going to, GHT is of course watching and participating. Thank you, GHT. They, uh, they said last year's event was fantastic. Members of our team uh, said it was the best industry event they have ever attended. Tom, that's not bad for it being your first time holding the event. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, this year, GHT will be represented with nine attendees. That's amazing. So, David, over to you. So, you you uh, keynoted last year. You gave provided education. Um, you apparently did a great job because now you've been invited back and you're going to be keynoting again <laughs> and doing more education. Um, kind of give your perspective from design. And I know you and your company are also a great resource for many integrators around the country. Um, kind of give your perspective. I'm really excited about Light of Palooza, Ron, because of the education focus and the opportunity to really just narrow in on lighting. And there's so much there's so much to learn about light. It's kind of an overwhelming category if you just walk in, as Tom was mentioning, if you just walk into Light Fair, you know, I've had dealers say they were completely lost, right? Because lighting is a huge industry. It's been around for 130 years. There's lighting on every house that's built. Like there's already an established industry and what the CI channel is doing is really shaking it up and delivering a better experience for clients. But it means you're replacing somebody else there. There's already this industry there. So I'm excited about this event because it really allows us to address the integrator's needs specifically and not just talk about lighting generically. So I'm excited to do a full day of education on the Tuesday. Um, we'll be leading four different, I'll be leading four different sessions. Uh, everything from kind of lighting fundamentals through sales and um, how to look at a lighting plan and know if it's good or bad and, you know, all those kinds of topics. And, and um, I'm also excited about the help desk that we're going to try out on the show, show floor this year. Our team is going to staff uh, a, a help desk because if you're an integrator and you're a first time integrator and this is, you know, your first time at Light of Palooza or it's your first time at a lighting show or it's your first time really looking at lighting, um, you're going to go to Mike's booth and you're going to see some awesome fixtures. Um, but how do you know how to compare those to the other, you know, the, all the other products that you see on the show floor? Um, well, if you want, if you want to. Mike said uh, that you just don't need to go to any other booths. Mike <laughs> said, just go to his and you actually could probably call it a day. Is that, did so you, say you that come before? to our booth. We'll tell you Mike's are best and Mike slips me 20 bucks under the table. That's how it works. <laughs> right. So no, there's this, a lot I'm of good vendors say. that are going to be there. <laughs> there sure are. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm just, I'm just joshing with you. Um, David, what's your vision of the role and in integrator? How should they perceive the expertise they should have either through your training or through other maybe certifications as it relates to design should, and at what, and maybe if you could expound further, when are they good enough with their in-house abilities and when do they go out and seek support of, of a, a designer to participate with? You know, that's a really good question and one that we field a lot because it's the answer is going to be different for every integrator and for where they are in their business path. Um, of course, our business serves as lighting designers for integrators. We work through integrators and that's what we do. So I have to tell you that um, integrators can never be lighting designers. Otherwise, I'm going to put myself out of business. Right. Um, but the real truth is there are integration business out, out there that started in lighting. Like they actually started with a lighting designer um, at the core of their business 20 years ago. Um, 
so it's not that you have to partner with somebody outside, but I will say that you need to have in your company some core competencies in lighting to be able to answer contractor questions, to be able to, um, you know, call up Mike and say, Mike, this is what I need, you know, et cetera. You've got to have some core competencies to be successful in this. Um, but then there's this enormous body of, of knowledge that lighting designers have. You know, I've been acquiring this knowledge for 25 years, and I look at what it takes for us to bring a new lighting designer up to speed. Our newest one started four months ago, has a four-year degree in lighting design, and we're not ready to cut that person loose yet, <laughs> right? And they've, been, they've, they've had someone like 240 days of training before they're going to be ready to go. So I think there's that far into the spectrum that's going to be really hard for an integrator to do. That's where they need to either shop around for outsourcing it to somebody like us or hiring somebody who already has it. But those core competencies you can develop and you don't need to be an expert at everything. You just need to know where to go for the answers. Got it. Tom, to pull that thread a little bit more, what's your perspective for because you've been leading this charge with HTSA for you know like you said since 2017 when you joined, what technical acumen do you like to see integrators gain in house, whether through attending a seminar or official certifications, in order for you, the industry veteran and and kind of foreseer of the future, for you to deem that these businesses are better prepared to succeed with this category. And this is a broad, this needs its own show. We can do <laughs> for that. that kind of, for, <laughs> for that for that question. And because, you know, one of the, one of the, what I find interesting about our industry is, is often things are painted in such a broad brush. You know, you say custom installation and, or you say CEDIA and, um, or people talk about the CEDIA industry and, you know, the the range of experience and the type of projects each individual integrator works on is is you know from just hanging banging TVs to doing some really sophisticated installations and designs on you know twenty million dollar homes, mm-hmm. and with lighting, um, you know, absolutely, you want to at least be able to talk about it competently. Let me let me say let me shift gears for a second. With residential lighting, the bar is so low um, that it doesn't take much to be as good or better than what's already happening out there. Mm-hmm. So there are a number of ways to get into the lighting category or to add lighting fixtures to your offering along with the lighting control solutions you've been delivering for a long time without sticking your neck out. And this again is a much longer conversation. Um, at the at the most basic level, if you know our industry again has been putting in Lutron lighting control since 1992, and up until a very long time, what you would do as an integrator is you would get the plans from the house, and there'd be some sort of electrical plan, and you'd be able to figure out what Lutron components you needed to make that work. And you wouldn't touch the lighting. You wouldn't say, hey, you know, I noticed you didn't do any wall washing over here or any accent lighting. You just wouldn't dive into that. Um, With LED, uh, Brian Hutkins told me this uh, as he was talking to a client. And he said, you know, yeah, LEDs are great. You know, they, they last forever. What's terrible about them is they last forever. And whatever you put in your house is what you're going to live with forever. And these early generation LEDs and the contractor grade LEDs that go into people's homes are really not great. And it's such a small spend on the overall project that by doing something better. And so like with the DMF product line, um, if you just, replaced what was already going to go in this project and put in a better quality lighting fixture that is at least an improvement now you want to get to the spot where you can analyze the plan or have david's company analyze the plan and make adjustments to the plan to really have a better experience so where i'm going here then is a long answer but what do you need our approach has been 
what I tell my members is that there's a three steps to, to get into this category uh, and be successful at it. Um, one is to be able to talk about it, have some competency, you know, we know about decibels and ohms and watts and things like that. And, you know, five, five G and those sort of things. So being able to talk competently about CRI and CCT and these other things. And so there are some basic lighting trainings that you can achieve that the ALA offers that, you know, our group does that ProSource has their university. So there are ways for the CI channel to get some of this basic stuff. Um, and, and, uh, and then from there, you know, demonstrating lighting in your showroom and experiencing it firsthand and being able to show clients things like the difference between accent lighting and wall washing. So that's building that out. And then finally, you know, when the client realizes that you seem to know as much or more than everybody, the electrician, the interior designer, the architect, the builder on the job, because most projects do not have professional lighting design. Most lighting, even in high-end homes. Four cans during, and a fan. Four cans and a fan, and it happens during a walkthrough. I got a bunch of bedrooms in this house with four, right. four cans and a fan. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I could keep talking about this. So this is a, a long uh, topic um, there, you know, going from being able to uh, replace the fixtures, you know, if somebody's got an existing home and converting their halogen or incandescent and being able to intelligently recommend the right solar lamp or the right DMF retrofit kit, yeah. That's a way to get into the space. The next is just to be able to talk intelligently enough to be able to recommend why they shouldn't go with this contractor grade thing and get something better. And then the next level is really doing the design build that we're used to in the high end. And that takes a lot more investment. You have to work with a third party like David's or you better have a David type capability in your own company. So, and, 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 and one last thing, you know, what we said from the very beginning and within our own group, that this is something that just doesn't happen overnight. People were able to kind of migrate into networking or even migrating the shades almost not quite overnight, but pretty quick. This is, this takes a while and it has an impact on your operation like no other category ad that I've seen over the, over the decades. It, it, it's a different flow. It's it's a lot more skews. It, it the level of project management and the impact that it has on the construction is such that when we are doing music systems in homes, we can go, yeah, I think it would be great that you know the speaker should be right there, and then you show up and either the client doesn't want it there or the framing doesn't allow it to go there. So you go, okay, well I'll just move it over here. With lighting, the lighting's got to be in the right spot. And, and, and you got to like be able to really read the room where if you're just looking at the room as it's framed and you go, okay, let's put these things here. And then you don't realize, oh, they're adding cabinets here. And now the lights are lighting the top of the crown molding of the cabinet. And okay, who fixes that? Who pays for that? So, you know, I can keep rambling. No, but. no, it's good. I, I want to, David, I'm going to come back, uh, over to you here. And I want to ask you, D Tom was just referencing the reality that it helps to see the space in three dimensions. It helps to see the space even beyond the plans into the usage of the space. Where will the furniture be? Where will the artwork be? What role do... Do you or your firm, or and maybe if you'll speak on behalf of lighting designers at large, what, what role do you have in that process for those that are listening that might find this intimidating? Well, Tom's absolutely right. If you, if you don't understand the space in three dimensions, then you cannot predict what the light is going to do in that space when it's done. And what a lighting designer does, like, for example, our team, we think a lighting plan is something that is used to build and install the lighting. 
but there are a lot of times out there where the lighting plan is put in front of a client and discussed. They don't actually have any idea what they're looking at. Um, so for us, we build a 3D model so we can stand in the kitchen <laughs> and look out into the living room and say, oh, this is how it needs to be. As Tom was mentioned, you know, oh yeah, there's cabinets here, but they've got, you know, a four inch crown coming out. So we need to put the light here, et cetera. When we visualize it from three dimensions, it's much easier that way. And it's also from a sales perspective, it's much easier to convince a client that that lighting is worth paying for when they see it than when they just see a bunch of circles on a plan and say, well, that's too many circles. I'm like, well, how do you know? <laughs> right. Um, that's what, um, what designers do. And I think for us, we've, we've worked really hard to be able to walk into those spaces before they're ever built. Um, and look around them and say, hmm, how do we want this space to feel? How should it feel? What what lights need to go and where do they need to go there and, and all of that sort of thing. So I think that's an important skill that is really kind of tricky to teach. Um, you know, it's it's tough to teach. And one of the reasons why um, we, you know, why I think we've been successful as a company in this, in this channel is that we can do that. We do it all day long. And for us, it's much easier, you know, it's faster. We've got people who do nothing but build 3D models and do AutoCAD. Well, that, that's so what I want really to pull a thread it. on. Tell me more about this 3D models. And when someone works with you, an integrator works with you, is that part of, is that a, a version of a package? Like you can get the package without the model and you can get it with the model? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but our, most of our, most of our projects um, are in the model phase um, where we build a model. So we have a couple of different packages or different levels of services, but the model seems to be the key differentiator between um, just looking at a plan and trying to guess what it is or looking at a photograph of somebody else's house <laughs> um, versus looking at a 3D model of your house and saying, oh, okay, I like that. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a huge differentiator for us. I, the marketer in me, I can't help but at least put this out there to the ether. The marketer in me is screaming that the integrator should be out showing the world that they provide this level of service. And I can't think of a single integrator website or mark, uh, the marketing for the hundreds of businesses we do the marketing for where we're actually, we even knew that to go out and put that out in their blogs, their social media, their newsletters, uh, it's uh, just another of many examples where we all need to step up our game in the space and be better communicators to our customers and our trade friends because we do so many cool things and we do them all day long and we think, well, everybody knows we do this. And the reality is they don't know you do this unless you tell them that you do this. Um, I was just on, uh, so I went and looked at a couple of our best dealers, the ones that are doing the most design work with us and, and have really grown phenomenally in the lighting category over the last few years. And I was looking at their websites and you can't tell that they do this. All right. <laughs> well, know, my team is listening there. to this <laughs> show and we're going to, we're going to noodle this afterwards. Yeah. Our people are going to talk. Mike, a question for you. When we talk about dealers being successful in this category, this category of lighting, and I say there's the design, the, the fixture specification and sales, and then the control systems and then this aspect of controlling light, both artificial and natural light. That's where the shading component comes in. You're out there and you joined DMF to grow this channel. And it, how many years ago did you join the CI space with DMF? So I've been with DMF for eight years and I was tapped to start the CI business about five years ago. Okay. Do you find, I'm going to make an assumption and then you tell me what truth, what the truth is. I'm going to make an assumption that the integrators that are the most successful selling the power and beauty of light, lighting control and, and lighting design are those that are able to demonstrate it. Is that, yeah. uh, is that true or is that partially true? Kind of speak to that. What are you seeing around the country? Yeah, so what I think that the value proposition that's really unique to the, to the CI channel um, if you get into, let's go through a spec sheet and show the spec points of DMF versus whatever is specified, you've already lost. So, you know, we believe fundamentally that lighting is about enhancing the things that people love about their homes and really how they experience their homes. And that speaks to how David uh, and his team do that 3D space and help them experience that. So 
it's not the pretty trim. It's not, you know, CRI is very important, but that's not necessarily the discussion with a homeowner. It's really, how do we create an experience that you love about your home? Um, and so, you know, in doing that, the way to best illustrate it is, you know, there's a visual component for sure. Uh, you're not going to rip through spec sheets. If there's an interior designer and you have a material palette, light it up, you know, show how it actually renders the color of the materials that are going to be in the space. Uh, if you have a showroom, illustrate concepts where, you know, most homes that don't have a lighting designer on them have a grid for general lighting and there's no layering. So when you take into account accent lighting or, you know, highlighting for how the furniture is going to be laid out or the artwork, as opposed to just making sure you don't stub your toe on the coffee table, it, it changes the space. Um, and it's also where homeowners have an emotional investment in those finishes, in the furniture and the architectural details and all these other elements in the home. They've already thought a lot about it. And if they light it poorly, they're under, undermining their investment, in all those other areas. So, you know, being able to, to speak about the value of lighting at a high level, um, I think a lot of integrators, if they have success with our brand, they're not necessarily going in like, look how awesome DMF is. Um, we want to be a tool in the toolkit. And if they can have that broader conversation, then they understand when it's the appropriate time to bring out DMF because we're able to help them achieve that experience for their client. We so, are just to stay with you, Mike, we are sort of, uh, I can't say definitively, this is the case, but we're sort of post COVID sort of. And have you seen a pop in your, your dealers, your resellers investing in their, their offices and show spaces? Cause now theoretically customers and trade partners are coming into those spaces. Depends on the market. So in some markets we see people that, maybe moved away from uh, a large showroom because people were kind of closed up and others doubled down and said, Hey, while we don't have people in our showroom, let's figure out how we can elevate the showroom and, and do some of these concepts. So we've seen some fantastic uh, lighting labs. Um, Tom and David have had a hand in helping design a lot of those. Um, we've contributed to a lot as well. Uh, I, I think, you know, if you get someone to actually experience a space with different lighting, that's the best way to understand what the value is. And once they see it, they can't unsee it. So um, it's a it's a great way to educate the client. If there's not a lighting designer, that conversation's not typically happening. Um, I have a lot of integrators that say that the way that they get their foot in the door is just ask the client, who's talked to you about lighting? And nine times out of 10, they'll go, well, Actually, no one's talked to me about yeah, that. Blank stare. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for us, we think it's a, a great way to add value to the client. I mean, that's that's really at the end of the day. Again, focused on experience. Uh, our clients are willing to spend money where they perceive value. And, and we feel at DMF that the integrator channel is the best channel for folks to be able to articulate that value. David, quick question, kind of random, but Tom, I'm going to come to you next with a, a flavor derivative of this question. Uh, and David, when uh, an integrator hires, uh, I'll just, I have to be specific because you can speak about your firm and maybe your practices. Are they taking what they would pay you and then marking it up and they're able to profit from this topic called lighting design? Or are they running, passing you through and you're helping generate the spec for the gear they'll sell? Um, most of them are marking up our service uh, so that there's some sort of referral fee. But what we've done is keep our, our fees super low because the, the money really isn't in design. So, you know, if an integrator goes out and says, I'm going to become lighting design and they spend a hundred thousand dollars, you know, hiring somebody and, and training them up to speed, um, um, that's a big investment. So from us, it's like, well, you pass the cost onto the client, you make a little referral fee, you know, tapped on top of, uh, you know, margin on top of what we do, but the real payoff is in the fixture game. It's 10 times our number. Uh, so, you know, if it costs us 10 grand to do a lighting design, um, you know, our average fixture sale this year that we've specified for dealer partners is over $90,000. So that's where the real money is, you know, 10 of those, and you're at a, you're at a seven figure category um, in lighting fixtures. And 
it happens all day long. So yeah, they make a little money off of our service, but that's not where the money is. That's not the real carrot. Not, so, not in this industry. It's in the fixture side and in the control side. So uh, Tom, uh, so David just referenced the the top line revenue number. You know, his average spec is 90 grand of uh, fixtures. Do dealers make money getting into this category? And, and I'll just say comparatively, because maybe this show gets in front of a consumer, so we don't want to say, you know, maybe exact numbers, but are dealers comparatively integrators, uh, is this a smart place to be if they aren't here or they only have one foot and they don't have both feet in the lighting category, just from a financial you know, standpoint and looking at all of the places they could spend their attention on? Is this the financially smart place to spend their time? So um, uh, clearly, there's a there's a there's a profit opportunity. Uh, the category wouldn't you know it'd be much harder for people to embrace it. So you know there's margin like there is with all the other products that they sell. Um, you know not not equal. So maybe some higher, some lower. Uh, one of the primary reasons that um, our members and the thing that I was been pitching and experienced firsthand for the reason to do it is um, this, this notion of becoming visible to projects opportunities sooner. Mm. Um, essentially the quick, quick story, as quick as I can tell it, uh, when I uh, was wanting to marry my wife, and my father-in-law was like, what is it you do? And I, you know, I worked at a hi-fi shop and, and then very soon I started my custom install. And it's like, there are people that there's a business and somebody hooking up stereos in your house. So soon I was explaining to a builder what I did. And he was like, oh, I've got a client. We're building a house. This is 1985. I'm building a house. I've got this client that wants music throughout the whole house. I need you to get over there and wire that for me. Awesome. When can I meet with them and when do you need it wired? Oh, we're the sheet racking tomorrow. Can you wire it today? Later on, early 90s, builder, hey, I've got this project for you. What? You know, you need me to wire it in a week or so? No, 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 no. They want a home theater, but we don't know how big it needs to be. We don't know how deep to dig the hole for the seating. You know, we haven't even dug the hole. We need you to be involved. So in the 90s, there was this kind of new shiny thing and people would contact me early. Today, and for the last decade, it's like, hey, you know, I, I, I know you're working on some jobs, Mr. Builder. You know, can I get with you? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to call you without him saying this. There's 20 people in your market. The client knows they're going to do it. They want to go look at new kitchen appliances. They want to look at cabinets. They want to look at countertops. And we'll get around to it. And then by then, it's like, well, the thing's already starting to frame. And I could have had influence on this or that. And essentially, most people have just become numb. Either they become numb to home automation and these sort of things, or they've had something they didn't have a great experience or whatever, right? So it's like, I'll talk to you later. With the lighting category, when I started, when I built my lighting lab in Indianapolis and I started to learn, which is too long of a story, the short story is I'd have people come out and they were blown away because no one was ever demonstrating architectural lighting to them. If you are building or remodeling a house in America today, the builder is going to send you to the kitchen place and the stone place and the granite place and the roofing place. And they're going to send you to the lighting showroom. You're going to go in the lighting showroom and all you're going to see is decorative fixtures. And the decision with your designer is what style do you like? There is no demonstration about layered lighting or wall washing or anything, how to light art, none of that. So I built that and I started having people go through and go, well, no one's ever showed this to me. And I even have architects come through and I would show them the impact of, of, of a white baffle trim versus a black versus an Alzic, and they would be blown away. And so soon after I started getting calls, hey, we need to sit down with you because we need some help with the electrical plan. We need to do some lighting. 
and we haven't dug the hole. And in fact, we, in some instances, some architects would contact me, they haven't even selected the contractor yet. It's just like, we need to incorporate this into the design. So the primary reason to get into this is to be exposed to projects earlier. And as you're exposed to those projects, and as if you are credible and you do a good job, the client will recognize, it, my, in my conversations were, we're not talking about audio, video, or any technology. We're just gonna talk about your furniture plan, your art, your house, your finishes, and where the lighting should go and help you discover a budget for the fixture package. And over the course of those meetings that you're having with the architect, the interior designer, and the client, you establish a trust and a credibility that, okay, where do we want TVs? Where do we want outdoor sound? What kind of network do you need? And so the integrator can do all that. So that was my vision for our HTSA members in 2017, when they themselves were going, what we're gonna sell lighting fixtures, then the electrician do that. Five years later, we have a number of success stories. Mike has success stories. David has success stories. People are experiencing exactly that. The profit opportunity on the fixtures, yeah, it's there but it's really a one-two punch and it's much more important to win and get that project overall than to not. So it's like a Trojan horse if it's done right. What I'm hearing is if you get in early and lighting is a category where you're allowed to get in early, I would imagine ticket sales across that project for all categories go up. Sure. Because you've established trust and then the client's like, well, what, what should I do with the audio? What do you think? It's not like this kind of, you know, oh, you're trying to sell me. Let me go out and shop a bunch of other dealers and get confused. And I don't know what decision to make. It's more like, hey, Tom, hey, whoever, you know, I, I trust you. Help me. You know, it's like I just bought this new house and I don't know anything about a pool. And I'm looking at this pool equipment and it's like, what should I do? You know, I. I don't know if this is running right. I need an expert to come here. I read them if I can trust them. Okay, if this was out here, you have gardeners. I've never had a gardener. Okay, <laughs> they come every week, right? And it's like, what should if this was your house? What would you do, Javier? I right. would do this. I would this. I will do that. And and people just don't want to work hard at making decisions with technology. We make it hard for them anyway. Part of it's because the relationship is semi-adversarial in some instances, but if you can establish trust and that happens when you're lighting their objects, when you're paying attention to their art, when, when you have enough meetings where it's a creative process, and then when it's time to talk about the automation, the AV, the network, the cameras and all that, you know, it's, it's like, okay, you know, what would you do, Tom? What are you recommending? Give, you know, if you were to value as if, if we need to value engineer, where would you do it? If it was your project, it just, makes, it's makes really sense. a great thing. I'm going to bring us back. I'm mindful of time and I want to make sure we get all the details relating to light Palooza out there. So Tom, I'm going to, uh, first of all, ask you the vendors. So Mike and DMF lighting, they're going to be there. Um, what type of vendors are going to be there? And I'm going to ask you an add-on, you know, question. What makes for a good lighting vendor suitable mm -hmm. for CI? Because you or or Mike or somebody was mentioning Lightfair, there's two or three hundred manufacturers at these places. How many will be at Lightapalooza and why are they there? So 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 far we have 25 exhibitors signed up and um there is more awareness, uh, seems like every day or every week, um, getting calls. And, and some people are calling and I'm saying, this is not the show for you. Um, part the real, the real purpose and what I did last year um, is in, 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 I invited people that were not HTSA vendor partners. HTSA has been at this a pretty long time. I've been in this job full time for five years and we have a a pretty broad portfolio of great vendor partners. Um, but there are a number of vendor partners that are doing a great job in the channel, have embraced. The custom installation channel is completely different than the traditional lighting market in that channel. It's almost, I'm not gonna make an analogy, it's just different. 
and the way they sell uh, and, and how they their go to market strategy is completely foreign to what we're used to. And so I was primarily interested in lighting fixture manufacturers that were going to do business the way every other supplier in our channel does the way Crestron, Sonant, Sony, you know, uh, IC real time, all, you know, ice Liberty wire, they all sell to us the same. The lighting world doesn't work anything like that. And mm-hmm. so it was more about me educating the lighting manufacturers. You're going to have to do business with us the way we're used to. And that, that is a whole nother separate show. And I got in a lot of trouble, uh, uncovering the kimono of the lighting industry five years ago. Um, but we now have, uh, so I invite, there's a couple companies like Prolux and at the time Color Beam and uh, WAC Aspire. They weren't our partners, but those guys work really hard and they really understand the channel and they've made the investment in the right kind of reps and, and so on and so forth. So we have manufacturers at, at this are lighting manufacturers that are adapted to or understand the CI dealer. That's who we're focused on exhibitor wise. Um, there are at Leducation, there's probably going to be 400 exhibitors um, in the lighting category. And uh, so we'll have, maybe we'll end up with 30 or 28, or I don't know what the number's going to be. But right now we have 25, and all of them are in this channel. So um, that, that's, the, that's the high level. No, that, that makes sense. And uh, Mike, logically, I would give you a follow-up question regarding manufacturers, but I'm going to flip it. And say, tell me about, tell us, everyone listening, what are the, what type of dealers are attending? What type dealers should attend? Yeah. Um, So I really think if you're interested in the category, the show is appropriate for you. So uh, there's going to be integrators that are further along and and actively selling fixtures. And they're going to get a lot out of enhancing their design chops and understanding how to refine their their go-to-market strategy. Uh, there's going to be even reps. I mean, the rep channel, traditional CI reps are fully engaged in the fixture category now, and they're going to be attending and getting involved. Um, there's integrators that haven't ever done a lighting project and they're going to get to not only, you know, see product and hear from David, but they're going to get to speak with their peers and listen to panels that have experienced not only some of the bumps and bruises that Tom talked about, but you know, some of the successful strategies that have really uh, impacted a lot of these businesses. So, uh, you know, five years ago when Tom and I first started talking, uh, it was, why are we talking about fixtures, right? And, and now I really think that the category has arrived and the conversation is, how do we do it successfully? And I think all the right people to be able to tell that story and, and share those tools are going to be at Light of Palooza. So, you know, again, if you're interested in the category, you should definitely plan on attending David, what type of roles within the CI company who should attend? Anybody who's going to touch the lighting. I mean, we think that this starts at the very, very top. Uh, if, a, if a business owner or the decision makers don't understand the impact that lighting can have on their business, it's going to be a non-starter. So if you're, if you're on the fence as a business owner, come check it out. There's a reason that lighting fixtures has quickly become the fastest growing category um, in, in, in the CI channel. And, um, but then from there, like salespeople come, you come figure out how to talk about lighting with your clients. Come hear what sales strategies have worked at other organizations. And then on the implementation side, if, we, if you're a system designer or a purchaser or a field tech who's never touched lighting, and all of a sudden you have a contractor coming because you're there and you have the shirt on saying, hey, um, what should we do in the, in the corner here where there's a, there's a joist and there's a light you know, fixture that's supposed to go there? Having some basic knowledge at that level will come in enormously helpful. So I would say, basically, if you're involved in any way, uh, this, you'll find something useful at Light of Palooza. I don't know if the group from GHT is still watching, but if you are, drop into the comments. I think they're watching on YouTube. Uh, drop into the comments. You said you had nine people attending. 
what are the roles of those people? We're we're curious. And if I if I get it in time, I'll I'll drop it into the the live show here. Tom, uh, I want to. What I'm going to do is actually I'm going to go back to sharing my screen, and I'd love if you would give us just a super high level breakdown of. Um, actually, I'll let you give all of our instructor. I'll let you shout out David just so he doesn't have to shout out himself here. On the screen, I've got our instructors. Why don't you speak about who they are, and then we'll go through the, what the itinerary is. Yeah, I'll start with the middle. Peter Romanello is somebody that uh, a lot of people in the industry have known or worked with. He's a, a member of the IALD, the International Association of Lighting Designers. That group is a much like the AIA architects, where they're strictly lighting designers and uh, meaning that they design and don't sell or have influence on the specific products that are provided. So they're kind of a pure play in the design world. Um, and uh, so he's going to be uh, available to teach and uh, he's teaches more advanced stuff. He's more applicable for people that have at least been in this for a while, or he's taught basic stuff in the past, but, uh, his repeat here will be for uh, the, what he'll be teaching and focusing on will be for people that have got have been doing this. And David Warfel uh, is going to be there and uh, he has been unbelievably impactful to the industry and uh, in helping people learn. Uh, there's a lot uh, the way he his presentations are really excellent and easy to understand and not made up of any technical gobbledygook. So um, he uh, is uh, very effective, uh, you know, not only on the Tuesday sessions that are described within the website here that you can read about. Um, this um, help desk is really innovative, you know, the, the, just to have a, a desk there where you can stop by and, you know, what would you do in this situation, or I don't understand the differences here, or these two fixtures do look to be the same. What am I missing here? Or whatever the question is. Jan Moyer is the expert on landscape design, landscape lighting design. I met her almost 20 years ago, and uh, essentially she wrote the book on landscape lighting in 1992. It's now in its third edition. Um, so, you know, her, her bio is really impressive. She's done landscape designs around the globe. Uh, she's coming in. We'll teach an afternoon Tuesday um, introduction uh, overview of landscape lighting. And then on Wednesday morning, she's going to do a three-hour in-depth. Uh, it will not be, you know, vendor. Um, it, it'll be just completely pure lighting design. I have some other people that are on deck that are that I'm talking to that we may be adding to the program but right now we've got uh, a really strong one last year our only instructor was Peter and so now we have three you know these are world-class instructors at this event and uh, who understand the CI channel um, you know this is that's a tentative show floor um, yep, it's, it's expanding and changing um, I'm probably going to remove that map today and just list all the manufacturers because I keep juggling this this floor around. Playing um, show floor Jenga. Yeah, and then you know, really the you know we have some things happening Monday, but they're mostly rep and manufacturer uh, meetings. Um, some some of the groups may take advantage. I've I've extended to the other groups. Uh, if you want like a, a meeting room and you want to have a pre-meeting room with just your group, you know, I can accommodate that. Uh, but the kickoff is really on Wednesday morning, uh, sorry, Tuesday morning, where Tuesday is all education. So we got David there in the green and the in that salmon color is Peter and, and Jan. There's manufacturer trainings that are going to be occurring. And then we're going to have expert panel discussions on a variety of topics where, um, you know, actual integrators populated with some dealers, some reps will be able to share best practices on some on very compelling topics. Uh, throughout uh, Tuesday, the manufacturers will be setting up in the exhibits. You know, uh, most of these manufacturers are bringing full blown uh, exhibits and, you know, they're making a big investment to be there on, on Wednesday. 
The morning will be populated by training and panel discussions. Um, and then around uh, noon, David will be presenting a keynote to kick off the conference. And then the uh, show floor will open up at uh, one o'clock on Wednesday there. So that yellow is just the keynote. There'll be a continuation of some manufacturer training, but the exhibit floor uh, will be from um, one to seven with the five to seven, you know, beer and wine on the floor kind of thing. Um, last year and this year, you know, just there's learning outside the classroom at breakfast, at lunch, at dinner. And then, of course, our industry, you know, most of the learning and great ideas happen at the bar after dinner, you know, going into midnight. And that occurs, you know, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Thursday is a shorter day. There's also still manufacturer training. There'll be some lighting training. There'll be some panel discussions. The exhibit floor opens early so people can grab, uh, you know, and, and come by those booths that they didn't have time to spend. Uh, it'll then end at two. We'll have some compelling things towards the end of the day, but people can fly home or travel home. Um, you know, those that are on the East Coast will be able to to uh, either stay over or get home late. Uh, of course, those on the West Coast, uh, Phoenix is an easy airport to get in and out. And I think a lot of people are going to want to be in the Phoenix area in February is my guess. That looks like one heck of a, a show agenda. Uh, Tom, I'm going to I'm going to maybe let you close a mindful of time we're, we're at the hour um anyone watching or listening that maybe is on the fence or uh curious what's uh what's the reason they should go ahead and experiment and come on out and check this thing out well it's the beginning of the year and you know i mean every year my group and other people are saying hey tom 2021 is going to be the year of lighting for me hey tom 2022 is going to be the year for lighting for my company and this has continued to happen. And, you know, the benefit of being at the beginning of the year is if you're curious about it, it's pretty inexpensive to fly and stay over a couple nights in, in, in the Phoenix area. You know, the comp last year, last year to attend was $750. And everybody paid $750. And 250 people came. This year... Uh, those that register in December, it's only 150 bucks to attend. Um, now, we're not serving, you know, breakfast and lunch, so you don't have to complain about bad food. Uh, but this is a pure conference. Uh, everything's available um, with that fee. If you register before the end of December, it's 150 bucks. In January, it's going to go to 200. And if you show up at the last minute in February, it's going to be 250. So we're, we're trying to encourage people to commit. So we can communicate to our vendors what to be prepared for. And we can also understand, you know, how to orientate the classroom space and that sort of thing. Um, so it's pretty inexpensive to, if you're even thinking about this category or you're already in it, or you think you're like doing a great job, pretty inexpensive for you to like really align yourself for the rest of the year. Um, and, um, you know, I, we didn't have, no one said last year that they were bummed that they showed up. Everybody was pretty pumped. Uh, and I expect that to be the same at the end of this year. Unless, you know, I don't know. I, I can't guarantee anything, but I, I, I'm pretty sure as it relates to, look, I've been involved in industry events since, you know, founding CDS, starting the expo 30 some years ago. Uh, I was an integrator. I've been a manufacturer. I've led a trade organization. I work for a buying group. I know what everybody cares about. And I've really kind of factored everybody's points of view to make this thing a win-win for everybody. So um, that's my pitch. Uh, it's coming across strong. Tom, the website is lightapalooza2023.com. Anybody that wants to get in touch with you directly, what uh, what is the... Uh, the handoff. Do you want to give any uh, social well, handles there, there, or email? Yeah, so sure. There's a button on the website that'll just generically. I see all the if, on the contact button. I see them all. Or my email address is tom at htsa.net. 
Awesome. Tom, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, sir. Uh, Mike, uh, thank you for joining us here to talk about Lightapalooza. Anybody that wants to get in touch with you directly, how would you, where would you send them? Yeah, um, you can reach me at uh, mlipman at dmflighting.com. And uh, thanks for having me on again, Rob. Oh, my, my pleasure. And David, we'll close out with you, sir. Same question. David at lightcanhelpyou.com is the way to get a hold of me and, and uh, echo what uh, Mike said, Ron, thanks for having us on the show. And um, you should come to the conference. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm pumped. I'm getting, all right, I'm coming out. I'm, I'm going to be there. So I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be at that bar. I'm going to be hopefully that interesting <laughs> conversation at the bar. That that's where, that's where I will buy you me. that first cocktail there. Uh, <laughs> Ron. All right. Well, that, that's a deal. I, I know. Uh, yeah. I'll be, I, when I'm actually noodling and maybe we'll talk, I'm, I'm thinking some of my writers should be there. Like we're writing, we're doing marketing on this subject for so many companies. My content creators should be there consuming all this education because that way they're going to be better advocates for our industry as we're producing content. So yeah, my, my gears are turning uh, uh, swiftly. Appreciate the three of you. Uh, I'm going to pull you off screen here and uh, sign off. And then I'll, I'll wrap up with you fellas in just a moment. Thank you all. It was great. Thanks. Man. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Automation Unplugged. For a full transcript of this show and all previous shows, head over to our website at onefirefly.com forward slash AU. There you'll find links to all transcripts, show notes, Facebook live recordings, and resources mentioned during the show. If you enjoyed this episode and like to hear more, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please follow us on social media. We are at One Firefly LLC on all platforms. Don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of Automation Unplugged as we dive deeper into technology trends and the fascinating people that make up the custom integration industry. Bye for now.